Welcome to a brand new series of Rhetoric Podcast Stories with a Purpose. We're going to be kicking off a new season, or rather, many episodes, hopefully, that will catch everyone's attention, and we'll be calling it The Other 50. Along with me is my partner in crime and co host, Brettley Limer. So it's September. Or rather, end of, with through almost three quarters of the year already. And there's been something very noticeable in many of the events, looking at a lot of the headlines, stories, and what have you, of things that we would think or we would hope that it has evolved, but hasn't really moved much from a change perspective throughout conferences, throughout boardrooms, throughout news. Throughout many things that we can see, we can hear, we experience, and we hear from other people when it comes to diversity, not just diversity of gender, but diversity of thoughts, diversity of, from a cultural perspective, socioeconomic backgrounds, and whatnot. As much as we feel like things have changed, but, but when you sit, sit back and take a look, it almost seems like a status quo. And it's with that in mind that we want. To launch a new series of podcasts focusing not on people's gender per se, but more so on the work that they have accomplished, the differences that they bring to our ecosystem, all the, all the amazing things that they have done to change the status quo, to try to make our society better and more inclusive, more thoughtful, and a better place. All right, let's keep it real. It's going to take 202 years for women to be equal in terms of equal pay with men. And that's ridiculous in itself. When we go to these shows and we see that 80 plus percent of the people that are on stage are men. And not only that, we see the ranks and、uh, not just executives, but people that are leading products and the teams that are going to change the face of banking going forward. And we still don't see enough women. So I would say that the, the other 50 is really about. Zeroing in on voices that are doing something exceptionally great in financial services and beyond, and really celebrating the fact that these are people that are making a difference. Again, not mattering what their gender is, but simply giving a voice to what they're doing.、Uh, it's something that we don't see enough. We don't see enough organizers actually going out and finding the right representation、uh, of the people that are going to be changing the industry going forward. And so, you know, this is about. Leveling the opportunity for those voices to be heard. And I think that as we go into having a dozen or more of these series, we'll talk to founders, we'll talk to people that are working within financial institutions themselves, we'll talk to people in the ecosystem, we'll talk to people around the world and get their opinion、uh, about how things are, but also focused on what they're doing. And I think that's really the most important thing. We don't hear that story enough. Every time when we think about things like this, people automatically point to, hey, let's do a women in fintech panel within a four day conference, or let's launch a best in X focusing on women awards. Not, not trying to, to downplay you know, the, the efforts going on in there. I think, I think those are important. But I think a lot of times when we think of things like this and we place quotas, when we place you know, different 
selection criteria is based on well, you have to be a woman to to apply. Somehow, it makes me feel like well, then if women do make it to one of these these awards or positions and whatnot, would would it make people second guess? Hey, she's only there because she's a woman; otherwise, she wouldn't be. And I'm saying it from from a little bit of a personal experience. I think that's probably why it irks me a little bit.、Um, being in college, being One of the very, 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 very few women in my engineering class. It was very glaring, and I went through four years of that, being told I was only there. I got accepted in the school because I was a woman, because I was a minority, and that stuck with me. And it stuck with me through not just my school years. It stuck with me through my whole career. People always saying, "Well, you know, you are where you are. You are able to get, you know, your voices heard because of the fact that you're Chinese, because of the fact that you're a woman." And and it's something very glaring. It's something physical. It's something that is very obvious. Whenever you go into any of these shows, right? I've spent my last few years、um, in financial services and fintech. There really aren't that many of me. There was a there was a show that was it was hilarious. Someone connected with me on on Twitter, and、um, and he said, "Hey Theo, I'm looking for you. Can you tell me where you are?" And I said, "Well, just walk out to this big networking area." Where you see probably about two hundred people. Look for the only Chinese woman sitting there. Won't be hard to find because I'm the only one. And it, it's tough. It's tough from the fact that I feel like I'm swimming in a field that I don't really see many people that I can relate to. I'm swimming in a field where I don't really see a lot of solutions or even marketing or anything that is something I can relate to. Right? I'm not a millennial anymore. I'm not white. I am certainly not a Um, you know, six foot tall <laughs> Caucasian male executive working in a big bank. I don't see people that I can relate to, and and I would say you know kudos to to you to to Jim to Alex to Spiros to a lot of people I meet both online and offline in events. You guys make me feel included. You guys make me feel like it's okay because you you know will will help you will guide you. Will include you in our conversations, and I feel like there isn't enough of that. It's a very, still a very, very closed ecosystem. Well, again, when you look at sort of the, the executive teams and banks, and you look at you know the people that are running most of the companies in sort of the financial ecosystem, the、uh, large you know, sort of platforms and core system providers, and, and these types, the further sort of Away, you go from the center or the heart of banking is when you start to get a little bit more diversity.、Um, the challenge, I think, in in being、um, in this space is that traditionally, this is what it's looked like. You know, it's 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 a board that has ninety five percent white men that tend to skew older and tend to skew wealthier.、Uh, this is an industry that has skewed that way for two hundred plus years, at least in this country, and probably well beyond. So this this idea of bias or this idea of sort of a disingenuous、uh, attempt to be more diverse doesn't reflect the people that we're serving, and so I think if we look at our mission,、uh, for unconventional ventures, and a lot of the efforts that we do, and a lot of the sort of things that we gravitate to, I think it's that cause of diversity, and diversity in itself is simply letting everybody have a voice, and I think. We need to overrepresent those that don't have a voice,、um, because I think that there needs to be parity. The only way that we do that is by acting like, you know, our, our children do. When when you grow up, bias is put inside you, 
when you see sort of the heart of a five or a six-year-old and they're talking, you know, about their friends, they don't see gender, they don't see color, they don't see different ethnicities, they just see their friends. And when you look at this industry, you know, you look at a overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly male dominated, you know, system that is serving the needs, the financial needs and other needs of a very, very diverse culture. And that's a problem. And so I think, you know, again, just having the voice of those that are making a difference, that are building products and services, that are making decisions that are changing the way that we look at the face of banking. This is why we need to talk to everyone and have every voice matter. And so it's in this vein that we're reaching out to more voices. And and again, it's not, you know, the most powerful women in finance. It's not the top 25 women in finance. Because if you look at those lists, they also tend to be overwhelmingly white. And so we're looking at diversity across all, all that matters. Because again, the voices that matter shouldn't be one race, it shouldn't be one gender. All of us need to make these changes happen. So this is why we're doing what we're doing. We would like to give a mention to our creative partner, Tremendousness. Tremendousness is a creative agency that uses visual thinking, information design, and storytelling to help organizations explore innovations, products, and processes. Learn more at www.tremendo.us. I think you speak more eloquently than I can. Um, some people do ask, though, that said, okay, fine, we hear you, we understand, because that's what people have been saying, right? I would say, I would argue a lot of what we're seeing even up until now, right? It's not so much so a lack of awareness. I, I think there's been study after study after study that has, you know, always been shown, yeah, diversity makes sense. It makes sense that, you know, we are going to have to include more people, more different backgrounds, more cultures, more everything to, in order to be- best serve our customers or best serve our audience. I think where the struggle comes in a variety of ways, I've heard people that say, well, you know, it's not realistic to ask a startup to do that. I've heard people who say, oh yeah, I tried, but no women applied. I've also heard people who say, oh, yeah, but I don't know where to find them. It, it almost seems like either we hear you, but we don't hear you, or I hear you, but I tried and I couldn't make it work. It, it's definitely, and to that I'd say, it's, it's more than the effort of one person or two people. It's more than the effort of one organization or, or two groups or what, what have you. It has to be a collective effort from all of us in the ecosystem. So whether or not you are in the place, in a position to organize an event, whether or not you are a leader of a group, a team, an organization, whether or not you are a startup, whether or not you are a, a participant or a speaker or a moderator or a panelist, it takes the collective effort of all of us, right? I'll, I'll just state some examples. For example, a couple of months ago, we went to a show, um, And um, I would not name names because I don't think that would be fair. But we came across a startup. 
that has two ladies standing in the booth wearing T-shirts with a barcode in front of their chest. Now, is that something that we want to see in our conferences, in our industry, right? Do we want actually people to go up there and, and scan their chest? Is things like that. Or, you know, when we're participating in panels, are we given enough time and voices for women not just to hold the mic, not just to take notes, but actually for women to have a chance to have an opinion about something, right? We talk about innovation. Innovation doesn't have to be a, a conversation, you know, excluded to just certain people in power. It could be anyone because, as we always say, innovation has to be in the DNA of any organization. So, you know, with those conversations like that, can we include more different voices, more different people, fresh faces? And we can always say it's hard to find people. Well, what if we ask people who always come to ask them to refer people, right? You always ask a friend to find a friend. And Brad, you did that. Um, I remember a while back on Twitter when, uh, when Annie Parker from Microsoft, I believe, she reached out on Twitter, she just posted a tweet and asked, hey, you know, I want to find more women on social media. How do I go about it? And you helped her. And next thing you know, in a few days, all of us chimed in and she ended up with thousands and thousands of new contacts. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, within our own sort of community and, you know, you define community by the people that you know and have met, uh, and have had coffee with and have had, you know, um, meals with those that you work with and those that you have online and what have you. But you simply have a call out that says, you know, I'm looking for um, really just some more diversity in one of my sessions. And that was pretty amazing uh, to watch because it was people chiming in from all around um, the world and people chiming in from different um, sort of categories, I guess, of industries. And so it wasn't just tech companies that uh, she had a list of, she had people from all over the place. Um, so, so that's the thing about, you know, that, that call up for that list was, you know, Annie had, had simply said to her network, she said, you know, I'm, I'm looking to fill this session with some voices. And uh, before you know it, she had, like you said, hundreds, if not thousands of people that were across different industries. And so when you, when you again, you know, you're a conference organizer or you're looking to put somebody in your team and you start to, you know, look at the people that you know and who are you asking? You know, how are you broadening your search for, again, someone who's going to have a conversation or someone that's going to be um, a critical part of your team? And sometimes the, the best thing to do is, is first look at someone who's not like you, right? And, and like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like, you know, how, how would your children look at this question of who you're going to bring are they always going to look at someone who's like themselves? No, because they don't look at things the same way. It's simpler. The only, the, the, the thing that I would say is that it's not just who's on stage, it's, it's who we're listening to and who influences us. And the challenge is that we have a, a system within financial services that is sort of geared toward, and so we're never going to break through this until we see a normalized way of people that are running financial institutions, Fortune 500 companies, Wall Street, that are not just women, but that are diverse. That the needs of a diverse society and a diverse economy need to be represented by those in power. And we're never going to get there unless we start challenging that every single day. 
I agree. And it's not just events, right? Like we talked about, it's also accelerator programs. Who do you have in, your, in, in the lineup of startup? Because that also influences the opportunity and ability for them to seek funding that impacts their trajectory as a startup that impacts the network they'll end up to be in, right? So I would pose the same question to all the incubators and startup programs out there. How are you sourcing your startups? How are you looking for founders? Are you reaching out the same way you always have? For example, there was a, someone who posted a tweet. This was like last year now. And they posted and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for startups and all, you, all, all people, you know, if you're interested, apply. But that's just that. The effort needs to be more than that. It needs to be more than just searching on social media. Because I think one of the things I always hear from, especially some of the um, minority founders, is that their resources are, are stretched so thin and their network are so different than a lot of the ones that we're used to, that we're in as part of, that even when they ask for something, even when they're looking for funding, even when they're looking for resources, they don't exactly quite know where to turn to because they're not in the same circle. So if you are organizing an event, if you're organizing a program for startup founders and you keep looking within your same circle to your point, you won't find these other people outside of your circle. So I would stress and stress and double stress. Look beyond what you see on social media. A lot of these people, they don't have time on social media or even if they are, they're not in the same circle that you normally are swimming in. So you need to look beyond that. Look for people that are always out there doing something else, something different, and ask them to refer different people. Look at different references, different places, different ecosystems to look for new ideas, fresh ideas. Um, you, you talk about startup founders as well, and you, you can't also not talk about venture funding. And you know it's another good good old boy network that um, really sort of reinforces funding uh, just meant. And how problematic is it for women founders to seek capital? And so you know when you when you look at the performance of more diverse teams, uh, you see better overall performance long term because you see a much more long term vision, and you don't see the problems that you've seen at companies like you know. Uh, the CEO of uh, Adam Newman at WeWork or Travis Kalanick at uh, Uber or, you know, what happened at SoFi and all these other companies that are, again, sort of reinforcing the sort of frat boy behavior. You just don't see that with women founders and you don't see that with women-led companies who are diverse. Actually, that that reminds me of something too. Anthemis and uh, Barclays, they just launched a FinTech Female Innovations Lab. And this is just really, really recent news. And uh, I'm very psyched that they're doing it. I'm not surprised they are, because Anthemis has been doing a lot of work in promoting diversity in our ecosystem. And I'm really glad they're doing it. And I would love to see more, because the, the chips are just stacked so high against female founders against ideas that are not mainstream against ideas that are not something that, you know, your typical, Oh yeah. Yep. I can relate to it because there are like 30 people doing the same thing. So I, I, I am very encouraged by, by the effort and I wish them good luck and uh, I would love to see more efforts. And I do understand things like this. It takes time, right? That's what people always say. They say, Oh, Theo is going to take time. 
but okay, it takes time. That doesn't mean that we don't stop trying. It doesn't mean that we're okay with having to wait 202 years before we get economic parity. It doesn't mean that we're just going to sit, that, sit back and say, well, it will take time, so we'll accept it. No, I don't think it is acceptable. I think all of us who have a part in the ecosystem, all of us who have a voice, we need to use that collaboratively to make it work, to make it better for everybody. Well, that's the thing. If we are going to make banking better, if we are going to make uh, what we do more inclusive, then we need to include all voices. And so again, I think um, the other 50 is going to be focused on um, women that are making a difference and different voices that we don't get to hear. And so these are important stories to tell. And these are things that really serve as inspiration um, for our call for diversity of thinking in this space. Um, in order to serve the needs of all, we must be considerate of the needs of all. And the only way that we do that is to step out of our own shoes and offer empathy to those that, again, are, are different than ourselves because everyone falls into a different path. I think that's exactly what we are aiming to do. We are going to lend a voice to those that sometimes are voiceless. We are going to offer uh, a different look into diversity because, again, these are stories that need to be told. These are paths that need to be walked down. If we're going to make a change into our space, we need to ensure that alternatives other than what we experience are there. And the only way that we do that is to listen to as many voices as we can and to appreciate the journey that all of us have uh, because every single one is different. And different is okay because difference is what makes the world better and more interesting because otherwise who wants to hear the same story over and over again? And I think what we want to stress too is that we want to stress the amazing work that all of these people have done so that we can draw inspiration in it. Not so much so because of their gender, but more so because they're just really smart, amazing people that have done really interesting work. And so with that, we hope that you enjoy our new series and stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening in.